Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for November 20th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF 21 Sports. Everything, me bitching about the Lions, bitching about the Pistons, talking about sports betting, talking about everything, fantasy football, everything, Twitter there. On Instagram, everything sports betting at ETOF 21 Sports underscore. For free horse racing picks at ETOF 21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing on Instagram. And for free fantasy football advice at ETOF 21 Sports underscore fantasy. How is everyone doing today? Can we believe it is a week out? Less than a week. Fuck me. Less than a week. And then we have Thanksgiving. Time is flying. I love this time of year. We have football basically every day of the week. College basketball starting. We got NBA. We got NHL. We have everything going on. There is so much shit going on in this world in terms of sports and sports betting. I can barely even fucking handle it. Um, yeah. So great, great time to be a sports better. Great time to be alive. Um, today's show it's going to be a little short. I have my nephews coming into town. Like I mean, it's like family are us for me. Last week I was in Michigan for my dad's seventy fifth, rocking that out. It was great to see the old man and everything. And now I have my nephews. My nephews are going to be in here, so I'm going to be responsible for small children. So God only knows how that's going to turn out. Uh, so yeah, I can't really complain. So hopefully, you know, what I'm on with the Better Than Vegas crew for fourth and inches, they're not running around. So, but yeah, make sure you check that out. Just finished recording with. Bully the Line, our college football show is going to be out, so make sure you check that out. We each give out a couple plays for the college football show. And then Gino Bacala's podcast, that's what G said. Gino and I go through NFL basically game by game, and then Sunday on 4th and Inches where you know a little bit more. And it's always good to check out that 4th and Inches show just because, you know, we're going to dive into stuff a little bit more. Like, we'll know the injury reports. Case in point, I talked about how in the Ravens and, and Bears game, I have no idea what's going on. Granted, I just got an alert that said Mac is out for the year for the Bears, but I need to know what's going on with my boy Akeem Hitt. So there's a lot of questions there. So once you check that out, you will have a better idea. So I'll be on live there. You can have a better idea for what's going on. Members, we've been killing NFL. Unfortunately, we had a bad night last night. Bringing in our ROI back down to 49U. God, that sucks. I know. I know. 49U ROI is trash. I'll never forget the guy from 97.1, the ticket. Said about me and my trash picks, but hey, if plus 49U ROI is trash picks, you know, I guess that's fine by me. Um, yeah, awful game for the Falcons. And the the game script was there. I mean, they had two trips, not three trips, I believe, inside the red zone, no points, that missed field goal. The game script was there for a cover, but they just shot themselves in the leg constantly. This New England team is just insanely overvalued and like i said on the that's what g said podcast i think the texans beat the titans and in a perfect world i would love that because right now i really feel this new england team is insanely overvalued mac jones isn't that good what basically what they're doing is they're just running the ball and playing defense and their defense is playing don't get me wrong at an insane level but this offense what mac jones can do eh, doesn't doesn't get me excited so i'm really just not buying the cheddar with this patriots team and everything. So I'll definitely be looking to fade them moving forward. And then back to this Texans thing. Excuse me, back to this Falcons bet. And the number one rule for me, and I've been in this game for a while, I'm here to help you guys make money. Like I get paid coins from my members. And it's just because there are certain people online that were stealing my shit. And that's just irritated the fuck out of me. 
So that's basically why I watch it down and just I have a select few of people that get to see my quote unquote plays what I'm personally betting. And that's where I make my money. Betting. There are a few people. Twitter and group chats and Instagram, they'll make you think that there's a lot of people that actually do what I do, but there's very, very few of us. Actually, I'm willing to bet there's only about 12 of us on Twitter that actually do what a lot of people claim. And I'm here to try to help you guys make money. And I will tell you, there's certain rules I have. Number one of them is play the play the number. Number two is play the situation. And if you played the Patriots at anything higher than minus four, you're an awful better. Even though you're bet one, you're an awful better. And let me tell you why. Because the value's gone. And that's the hardest thing to do for a better. It happened to me last week with the Eagles. I said on the That's What G Said podcast, I said I love the fucking Eagles at plus three. Fucking love them. But I had to drive to my, my parents' place for my dad's 75th birthday. Drove all the way to Michigan from Chicago. By the time I got there, the line had got down to one and a half. And there was no value. And I'm not going to sit there and force a play with a bad number. Did the Eagles win and covered? Yeah. But I am so disciplined at this because I treat this like a stock market. I'm not going to force a play on a motherfucking bad number because that's just an idiot gambler in my eyes. So yeah, if you played that bet and you won that bet, good for you. But long term, that's a losing proposition. And I don't preach that stuff here. And it was a great situation. You had the Falcons just coming off a team where they got demolished. And the Patriots, I feel, are a little overvalued in the market. So, of course, I'm going to play that game nine out of ten times. Um, college basketball, you know, where, what are we, like five and six, where I think we're down like point half a unit. You know, stuff, volume's going to start to get a little bit more heavy once conference play comes. Right now, there's just some pure situational spots. NBA, Jesus Christ, we're 70%. ATS, really seeing the board well. We got one play on Friday night. Don't know if that's going to come out or not because I'm recording this Friday afternoon before my nephews get here. So hopefully the Pacers can get it done for us. So yeah, you know, basketball is going to start to come in. And once basketball starts to come in, I'll start to talk more and more about basketball. But before that, I do need to say something. It says that the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons are eyeing Jeremy Grant and James Harden. I swear to God, Daryl motherfucking Mooney is such a delusional piece of motherfucking shit if he thinks he's going to get those players straight up for Ben Simmons. It's like, what motherfucking world are you living in where you think you can get that type of player for Ben Simmons? That's not how the real world works, buddy. That's not how the real world works. Um. So yeah, like that's just some delusional shit. Um, but yeah, like I said, this is going to be not the normal podcast. Uh, next week is Thanksgiving. Uh, we may take the week off for for that. And then, you know, we'll get more back into the swing of stuff. Um, of course, we're going to have our DFS build. Interesting little slate of games. So at the quarterback position, what I look at it is you got two options. One, you can go, you can pay down, you can take Cam Newton. Washington gives up the most points per game to quarterbacks. And they're going to have no sweat in young. Thus, I really think they're going to struggle to create pressure to get to Newton. And having Newton there gave this Carolina Panthers offense a shot in the arm. 
Um, and also on DraftKings, you're going to be able to get the rushing yards. So I really think like Newton at 5,100, paying down for him is going to open up a lot of options for you. Now, if you want to pay pay up, we used him last week, Dak Prescott. Last four games, he's averaging 25.9 fantasy points per game. And the Chiefs are actually allowing 27 Sorry, 27.7 fantasy points per game. This is going to be an up and down game. Cowboys are going to have to score points to keep up. But my only worry is this. What happens if the Cowboys start running the ball and pounding it with Ezekiel Elliott to keep Kansas City on the sidelines? That is my only worry with this, with using Prescott. But I have it down. I'm either going to use Cam, either going to use Prescott. Burrow is attractive. But the reason why I'm not using Burrow is is when you do a deep dive into the numbers, Burrow's averaging 11 point change, 11.7, 11.6 yards per completion against man coverage. But on the flip side against zone, it's down to like eight point something. So, I mean, there's definitely, he's not as productive against zone coverage, and that's what the Raiders are going to play. So that does have me a little worried, but they are coming off the bye. This is a must win for the Bengals. So if you want to go Joe Burrow, I get it, but tamper expectations. At the running pack position, I nailed it down to three guys. Number one, obviously my boy Nick Chubb. Packers are 23rd DVOA and giving up 18.03 fantasy points per game the last four games to opposing running backs. It's a great matchup. Packers have really struggled against the run. They they missed Marcellus, who's out for the year, who I really think is going to open stuff up that is going to allow opponents to run the ball. Cook, one of the best in the game. Now, if he doesn't play because of his off-the-field issues which it still amazes me that he actually is able to fucking play. Obviously, Madison is a lock button. Another play, kind of a mid-tier guy, is James Conner. Anyone who's listens to this knows that we love to attack Seattle in fantasy football. Conner, um, you know, he actually, believe it or not, he leads the NFL in touchdown carries inside the five-yard line. But, of course, the worry is, is Kyler Murray going to play? And obviously, since this is a 4 p.m. Eastern t- kickoff, we're not going to know. Gun to my head, I really don't think Murray plays, as I said on the That's What G Said podcast, just because why would he? You have a game up in the division, and you hold the head-to-head tiebreaker with the Rams. So it really doesn't make sense why you would play. Um, but if he does play, I'm definitely interested. Like I said, Seattle's giving up 27.4 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. And 104.4 yards, so definitely James Conner is definitely on the radar. But I really think where I'm going to end is going to be Nick Chubb. Chubb's coming back from COVID, so obviously, how is his body going to react? That's definitely a worry. Um, He's got 26 red zone carries, which is actually, believe it or not, the sixth most. So everyone is saying, well, Chubb doesn't get red zone carries. Eh, 26. You know, 26 red zone carries, only three touchdowns. So he's due for some touchdown scoring to go his other way because when you're getting that many carries you're definitely going to get touchdowns um lions are giving up 26.8 fantasy points per game if you look at chubb's last four games that he's played in he's averaging 20.7 with baker not being right i really expect this to be a run heavy attack from the browns and a get right spot you know use chubb get right pound it with him i love chubb here i'm gonna lock definitely lock in chubb in every single lineup in terms of the wide receiver position, I mean, hey, if you listen to the That's What Jesus podcast, you know I like the Texans. Titans are actually giving up the most fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. I think Kyrod's going to get it right. I definitely look for him to pepper Cooks with targets and for him to have a great 
game and definitely be a get-right spot for Tyrod Taylor and the Houston Texans. Now, of course, Minnesota obviously struggles. So if you want to pay up and go Devontae Adams here, I totally get it. My only worry is that Aaron Rodgers had, didn't look right, and God only knows how he's going to recover from COVID because all these athletes that have come back have struggled. So it definitely is a worry point. Um, in terms of tight ends, Eagles give up the most points per game, but I really, you really can't trust any of the tight ends on the um, Saints roster. Ravens give up the second most points. Clement has been getting some red zone love from Justin Fields, but all that comes down to, do you really trust Justin Fields against the blitzing steam that the Ravens have, even though the defense has been a letdown? Um, Chargers have been giving up a lot of points, but they play on Sunday night. Kelsey's on Sunday night, so... You know, playing the tight end is always hard. I'll probably go with Clement just because of the upside and playing down from. It opens everything up. So quarterback position, you can either lock in Newton or Dak Prescott. Running back position, I gave you three. I'm going to knock in, knock in Nick Chubb. Wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, and tight end, Cole Clement. Those are going to be the four people I build around for my cash game for NFL Sunday. So that was with your fantasy lookout. Guys, again, I'm sorry. You know, short, sweet episode today. As much as I love you guys, you know, for your support and everything and backing me when I started doing this, you only get one family. And, you know, I got a, my family last week, my family this week, and next week, you know, I'll be at the CMU Eastern Michigan game. Come up to me, say hi. You'll get a year's worth. No, I won't do year's worth because I don't want everyone coming up to me. Um, if you come up and say hi to me at the Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan game on the day after Thanksgiving, I will give you a month free of picks. That will be the promo. Um, but yeah, sorry guys, family comes first. You only get one. You got to enjoy it. Be safe. Be well. I will hopefully talk to you guys next week. If there's no podcast next week, I'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Make sure you check me out on Fourth and Inches. Be safe. Be well. And let's cash some tickets. Until later, my friends.